Hi, I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Zach Luna. This year, Spider-Man finally joins the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Spider-Man Homecoming. But 15 years ago, the friendly neighborhood webhead hit the big screen for the first time ever. Introducing Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the Spider-Man movies one minute at a time. Starting with Sam Raimi's web-slinging debut, we discuss everything from genetically engineered super spiders to wall-crawling heroics. Join us as we navigate the great power and great responsibility behind every single minute of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Spider-Man Minute, available at DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, one sad, sad Frodo tear at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And joining us today, we have Andrew and Kestra Dorowski from Disney Animation Minute Essentials, the podcast. Did I say that right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You nailed it. Ours Disney is, Minute. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or Dame. Or Dame. Ours is yeah. a little bit complicated and we we've heard people <laughs> say it wrong say it wrong Aww. but it's okay we respond to dame or disney minute basically disney minute <laughs> nice at this point that's what we are hoping to be <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about minute 196 we're almost done with the movie that's crazy um so minute 196 which starts with frodo uh remembering uh this line i wish the ring had never come to me and ends with Sam yelling, Mr. Frodo. Sam very, very panicky. Mm-hmm. Stomping out into the, the very cold water. Yeah. But Sam's the best. He just, he's feeling it. He's got the emotions. <laughs> Sam is like the bestest, best friend anyone can ever have. Yeah. Um, the beginning of this minute, I have kind of a, I don't, kind of a pet theory about this moment with Frodo. Okay. Which is around the time that this would be happening is around the same time that Gandalf would be freed of his flesh what? and would be a Maiar spirit on his way back to Valinor and then sent back so, to Middle Earth. So instead of a memory, this is like Force Ghost Gandalf? This is So this is like Gandalf on his way to Valinor reminding Frodo of his purpose. What? That is so great. Because I was thinking about like I was thinking about this moment where you get like this flashback, but it doesn't seem like a pure flashback. I I think they light it differently, or it's like a different take of the moment when uh, Gandalf actually said these things. Yeah, because this moment is backlit, and the moment when it happens is not. Hmm. Yeah, this is lit differently. Yeah, just broke my brain. Did I? Yeah. Because this is the this is in the aftermath of Gandalf fighting the Balrog. Right. Huh. Interesting. He's either a Maiar spirit at this time on his way to or from or back to Middle Earth to be Gandalf the White, or he has just freshly become Gandalf the White 
like uh, at this point in time. Hmm. Huh. That's something to think about. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Yeah, I like it a lot too. So like, and in the context of the way these movies are put together, not just like the, the knowledge of what Gandalf is, Mm -hmm. but like just the way the movie is put together and how the transformation to Gandalf the white seems to come so much later after the fight with the Balrog, the way it's put together at the beginning of movie two. Yeah. Um, it kind of makes sense to me. Interesting. Yeah. I I like it. Yeah. I'm on board with all of this. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so like that's kind of like that's always kind of been my little pet theory about that moment. Yeah. Is that it's Gandalf giving like one final influence before he's not Gandalf the Grey anymore. Before he's not the Gandalf that Frodo really knew. Hmm. I I think that's good. And I think it's it's something that Gandalf would do, you know, if he sees like this chance where Frodo's sort of in not, not a physical danger, but this sort of emotional danger mm-hmm. and, and this kind of depression uh, in this moment. And if he has something he can give him, even if it's just a memory, um, a, a little nudge into a memory, then right. it's, it's totally something Gandalf would do. And he knows how, how to use that. I, I I like that theory, but I think I also don't like that theory. Do you think it removes some agency from Frodo in that moment? Yeah, yeah. I because this this scene is so powerful um, because he makes that choice to you know go forth and deliver the ring. Yeah, and I I don't know. It, yeah, because it does remove some of Frodo's agency, even just like a little sliver. Hmm. And I think that this moment is so emotionally powerful because he does find it within himself. Um, granted, it's, you know, by remembering this conversation with Gandalf. Yeah. But he does find the the strength within himself to really go for it hmm. and to, you know, it propels him forward, literally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, th- this this memory really does push him out into the water like mm-hmm. to get him to go yeah um, that's interesting though yeah it's it's just a way i've always kind of felt about that moment because that's ben gandalf's role in this story for the most part is whenever frodo has a moment of doubt gandalf is there yeah he's like he's the mentor character yeah yeah i i have a question about like the advice that gandalf gives in this quote and it's the same advice he gave it's from moria right mm-hmm. yeah um and so I know he's saying like good stuff, but also is his advice basically it is what it is and just do your thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, like Frodo saying like, I wish this had never happened. I wish this, like this, uh, this had never been part of my life. And again, I was like, it is what it is, but you still Deal have agency. It. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that like a very much uh, like a somewhat, uh, upper class British sentiment, though, that like Tolkien just kind of puts in the work because he's a British, like like a British upper guy, and he idolizes British. that, <laughs> like the the stiff upper stiff upper lip thing. Like <laughs> this is what we have, we must soldier on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. W- work like, with what you have. <laughs> yeah, but he says it in so much more an eloquent way than than what we've just described. Yes, <laughs> he doesn't just yeah. say it is what it is. 
Yeah. He's like, hey, but a lot of a lot of people feel bad. That that is kind of the undertone that that is like between the lines of what he is saying. He is basically yeah. saying it is what it is. You just need to yeah. move forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, which is still good that, advice. Right. Because the, the thing about it that puts the uh puts the agency on the person he's speaking to is that all we have to do is decide what to do with the time that's given to us. It's yeah. still up to you. Like what's happening to you isn't up to you, but how you respond is. Yeah, how you yeah. you adapt to it and deal with it. Which is really important stuff to understand. And it's a good thing to know and to think about. And this is a really good way to show it, especially to have it repeated um, in this moment. Yeah. Where Frodo is in, I'd yeah. say basically like being his most agentive in, in at least this movie, um, except for maybe standing up at the council. Um, mm-hmm. This is the time where he's saying, like, no, I'm deciding how this is going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's really, um, like, last week we talked a lot about uh, Aragorn's, like, threshold moment. Like, the moment where he decides, like, I'm going to I'm gonna be the king of Gondor. Like, yeah. this is what I'm going to do. And well, I think screw that... Screw this, I am the king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that this is... Frodo's threshold moment because the whole movie he's been trying to pawn the ring off on someone else. Yeah. Like he gives it to Gandalf, he gives it to Galadriel, he gives it to Aragorn, he gives it to Elrond, and he doesn't. But not to Boromir. No. (laughs) (laughs) And he, I think that's why this moment is so powerful to me because he, like, whenever we see Frodo hold the ring so far, it's in an open palm, like, it's an offering. It's also, it's usually not with the chain, which I think is an interesting part of this moment, too. Mm-hmm. It's usually just the ring. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's because we've, we've seen it around his neck previously. Yeah. I, I mean, just the, just the way the, the moment is framed. Because usually when almost every time we see the ring, mm-hmm. he's like removed it from the chain or he doesn't have the chain yet. And he's presenting just the ring to someone. Yeah. But in but this I circumstance, think... he's binding it back to himself. Right. Exactly. That's where I'm getting now with the idea of like making sure the chain is in the shot with the ring. Yeah. And I think that the moment where he closes his fist and, you know, puts the ring away is what, that's like the moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's definitely it. Yeah. He's like grasping his like fate or responsibility or whatever you want to call it with his hands. And he's like fully embracing it. Yeah. And while we were talking a little bit about. Gandalf, I went back to look at uh, Moria really quick, and this this really does look like more angelic, yeah, with the it, lighting and everything. He, his it's not just like backlit more; his face is lit more too. Yeah, it's like in full light instead of like in the cave of he Moria. He looks cleaner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It was it was almost it it definitely was filmed separately from Moria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they filmed it with for this the intention for this. Yeah. Um, I, I I still like the idea that it's it's, it's like spirit Gandalf, yeah. just doing a quick pit stop on his yeah. way to his 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 eons of transcendence which, or whatever. Which, I don't know exactly how it works. It's yeah. sort of metaphysical and and existential, but he's on his way to to make his transition. Yeah, but with it being a I guess ghost Gandalf mm-hmm. um, uh, throughout. While I was watching the the minute, I just kept seeing, uh, and this is because, like, 
I'm Disney fanatic, but I just kept seeing Grandma Tala and Moana and, oh, Mo- yeah. and, and Moana it's... making that that decision to mm-hmm. carry on even when Maui's left her and everything. Yeah. yeah. I think Absolutely. they give like fairly different advice. Um, whereas like Gandalf is this more like, even though he's not saying you have to go take the ring to Mordor, like that is what he's saying. Yes. Like you have the yeah. choice. The right choice is to take the ring to Mordor, where in Moana, it's more like you don't have to, like, finish this quest. Mm -hmm. It's been hard and you've done a lot of work that, you know, you shouldn't necessarily have been able to do, Mm -hmm. except you were really determined and everything. And it's okay. You can go home. Just you kind of have to know that means dying with your family. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. it, it was like the same advice but not the same advice at the same time it's but i think yeah, yeah i think that's a really good comparison mm-hmm. of sequences and um, they both in, take in, place right next to the water yeah like <laughs> i think there's a really good comparison to be made of these sequences but yeah <laughs> um and then they both you know take take hold of their destiny or fate or, or whatever and and mm-hmm. stick with their mission yeah um yeah. I mean, it really is a, it's a threshold moment too, also physically the same way like the cornfield is for Sam, yeah. because Frodo is moving from one environment to, to another, another when he it's... makes his decision. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A quick thing, because um, I brought it up, the, the ring with the chain, because yeah. whenever we see Frodo offering the ring to someone and it's just the ring, it's the ring unshackled, using its power to try and influence that person. Ooh. This is the ring chained yeah bound to, to frodo, frodo and powerless to influence him in this moment which which is the same as we get like when boromir picks it up in the snow it's on the chain it's still tied to frodo mm-hmm. and yeah. it's it's not available to boromir at that time whereas when frodo has it in his palm offering it to other people without the chain it's it it, 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 it wants to go yeah like it it it, it would been, like that opportunity, yeah. but it knows it's like somehow or the story knows the representation knows it's not going to be taken. Mm-hmm. But when somebody's trying to take it from Frodo, it's on the chain. I, I feel like we're really close to making bad puns chain. about something being off the chain. And I, feel, <laughs> I, I don't want to lean into it. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the only one. I, I just thought about so that. I'm like, I don't better. want it. Right. Yeah, when he offers it to Galadriel, it's really off the chain. <laughs> he just had to go there. Um, so I, 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 I think this this whole sequence with him like holding it. I mean, it's a small, like inexpensive sequence to film. Basically, like it's one camera on his face for a lot of this. He sells this whole sequence so well, knowing that there's just voiceover, and I, I have no idea what peter jackson or someone was like telling him from behind the camera it's like okay sad 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 depressed <laughs> okay now gandalf said something good like and th- he has like this like kind of astonished thing when he has the memory of gandalf or or the the you know the push from gandalf yeah. and it's like this this kind of relief of remembering gandalf and then it switches to determined and he like yeah and he grasps it and he sticks it in his pocket and he goes to the boat and also the camera move when he sticks it in his pocket and the camera comes around him and he goes to the boat. I just love that whole bit. Like I, I, I know it's not like a sophisticated or very technical shot or sequence, but it works so well. Just like him grabbing it and sticking it in his, in his, uh, his, his vest pocket and just like stomping out to the boat. He's like, okay. And that boat is so big and he's so small. Yeah. He, 
he it's such a heroic little moment. Yeah. He and they do the music to, just right yeah. for it too. It, it changes at like just the right exact moment, the right second, millisecond even. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't even have to really change his face that much. It's mostly right it's in subtle. the eyes, but mm-hmm. like like subtly in in his facial um, muscles mm-hmm. yeah. at the same time. And, and all of that just small, subtle movement and changes really adds to the effect that it gives mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's the um it's He's so this... expressive like really we've talked about his like crazy blue eyes before but he is really really like, like... his facial acting is on point yeah yeah exactly it's not just the eyes like his face is doing the work mm-hmm. so he's so like, he's boom. not yeah he's, he's not just physically his eyes are there and they convey you know whatever you want to project on him like he's doing the 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 acting and it starts off with the the oh the, the tears, tears like those big streams then, of water on his face, which is so smooth. There's no way he's ever shaved in his life. <laughs> um, but just like like the tears falling down his cheeks, and they're just like such thick streams of water. And then it, that suddenly he's determined. Yeah, and, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna do this." It doesn't look like he was crying a minute ago at all, which would not happen for me. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. He's so, like, he's so beautiful when he's crying. And I'm like, oh, I wish I was that pretty when I was crying. Because I just, like, we just saw Wonder Woman. And I was, like, ugly crying the whole time. And, like, I walked out of the theater and saw myself in a mirror. And I'm like, oh, oh, God. Awful. Yeah. But- really, he should, be, he should be, like, getting determined. But he's got to, like, he's got to, like, work to close his eyes because they're all puffy yeah. and swollen. But, no, it's, it's just, just right. He's, like, wiping his eyes on his sleeve. Yeah. It's, there's like the snot Snippet, and everything's like yeah. really sticky. He's like, I can't breathe through my nose right now. I get, <laughs> and he's like huffing and puffing as he pushes the boat out. And he just stops, rinses his face it's in the water. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, I I do have a question about like him pushing the boat out by himself. Like, there's no doubt though, Frodo wouldn't have made it by himself. How far do you think he would have made it? So the first time he slept and Gollum would have killed him. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Ouch. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> so not very far at all. But I, I was thinking about it, like how far his his own attitude and everything would have made it. And I don't know. And I don't know, like without Gollum, what path he would have taken. Because mm-hmm. if if he took like the dead marshes, he doesn't make it. Nope. Right. Um, he probably never would have made it past Emin Muil. Or... Where is that? <laughs> the, it's the jagged maze of rocks at the beginning of the next movie. Oh, okay. He probably would have never found his way out without Gollum. Yeah. Because he and Sam don't don't really manage it when it's just them. Yeah. They walk in circles. Do you hmm. think that if Aragorn... I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but like, do you think that if aragorn had seen that sam hadn't caught up with frodo do you think aragorn would have like gone to catch up with frodo or do you think he would have left him i think he probably would have tried to catch up with him yeah like like aragorn and sam that when aragorn and and sam have some sort of connection where (laughs) like aragorn trusts that sam will take care of what needs to be taken care of i think Mm -hmm. like and they 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 telegraph this you know with a few small moments like they know they don't interact explicitly together much Aragorn and Sam but um 
like Sam's at the front when he bursts into the room and threatens to to beat up Aragorn. What does he call him? Longshanks. Yeah. <laughs> I care. Um, I'll, I'll have you, Longshanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then when they get out of Moria, uh, Sam is the only one that Aragorn picks up directly. He or like addresses directly, except calling Frodo back, and he just picks him up. And he says, "On your feet, Sam." And That's, he, um... he knows that Sam's gonna like be okay and he'll he'll get through this day and probably the next day and everything i just think it's like that's a great little touch to have aragorn pick sam up and just just tell him on your feet i I know it sucks but like you know what you have to do and and i know what you have to do so we have like this unspoken Mm -hmm. which is so so good because at times it seems like sam is can sometimes almost be a little weak but he's not like, Aragorn, I'm sure, trusts Sam. <laughs> like Aragorn can and, see the strength in Sam. Yeah, and that, that's um part of that relationship is present in the book too. There's uh when they're talking about the breaking of the fellowship near the end of the story and how Frodo is trying to decide what to do, when Aragorn says, you know, it's probably best to let Frodo go in a smaller group, he says that that group should be him, Gimli, and Sam go with Frodo. Which I think would be an awesome group. I think they'd get it done. Yeah. Because Aragorn and Gimli are all business. <laughs> mm-hmm. He tells Legolas to, like, protect Merry and Pippin and bring them to Gondor if it came to that. Yeah. And I think that is, like, it, that makes a lot of sense. And it makes me kind of sad that that's not the story we get. <laughs> <laughs> but then if he had done that, Aragorn wouldn't have become king. Yeah, it, it, I mean, he probably it does sacrifice. In a roundabout it sacrifices yeah. a lot of Aragorn stuff. I, I think at that point, the story probably just gets shorter. Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't need Gollum, and then... There's no Battle of Pelennor Fields. Mm-hmm. Oh. True. We probably don't meet Faramir. <gasps> or if we do, or if we do meet Faramir, it's totally different because it's Faramir meeting Aragorn as well. Mm-hmm. That would be very different. And then we get, like the end of what would have been Boromir's arc fleshed out with Faramir instead. Don't make me sad. Because we have Bor because it in that version of the story, Boromir doesn't die because it's them deciding to split oh, up. True, yeah. Right. Boromir and Legolas take Merry and Pippin to Gondor, Aragorn Gimli, Sam and Frodo go to Mordor. Mm-hmm. They probably so run means- into Faramir. We don't see no. the back half of Boromir's arc, so the the thing to do would be to give us that with Faramir coming to accept Aragorn as his king in the back half of that story. That also means no Rohan, though. Yeah. Which is the worst The worst part of that idea <laughs> is the loss of Rohan, because Rohan is the, is so the coolest cool. stuff. Like, all the horseback riding. So it's a good thing that that didn't happen. I mean, happen. <laughs> it's, it's interesting to see that there probably is, like, another way that this mission could have been achieved. Mm-hmm. yeah um but so that's but, and different. it's fun to think about <laughs> yeah. that's a that's a rich uh fan fiction for someone <laughs> i'm sure yeah uh, um i i have one other question about like frodo's mentality in this in the sequence because he is like isolating himself is he like totally nihilistic that he thinks maybe i can do this but then i'm gonna like die on mount doom like frodo doesn't expect to ever go back to anywhere does he yeah i think I think the answer to that um, lies in the end of this week, the minute at the end of okay. this week. Then we can save um, that. Okay. Uh, I, I was thinking that same thing. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think that he is because 
that's why him and Sam work so well together. Because Frodo, I mean, Frodo with the influence of the ring is completely pessimistic and Sam is his optimism. So mm-hmm. I think I think that he is definitely like like you were saying, like very nihilistic about the whole thing. Like I'll get I'll get the mission done, but I'm probably gonna die. So. And I don't think he, I don't think he could possibly succeed with that mentality, mm-hmm. even without Gollum there to kill him on the first night. Yeah, I think he just he can't make it, yeah. it, it with that kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. And that's why Sam is so important. Yeah, yeah. but we're, we haven't even like hardly seen Sam in this minute. We're talking so much about Sam. <laughs> this Sam's is a the best. Minute. That's why. Well, I mean, Sam does come crashing through the woods at the end of the minute, which I think yes. is appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If Frodo had gotten going like two minutes earlier, yeah, he would have been on his own. <laughs> oh, that means Sam. That's why Gandalf still waded w- into the water. That's and- why Gandalf waited. Gandalf waited so long to push Frodo into the water. He was waiting for Sam to get closer. <laughs> He's like, I need him to stay here on the on the edge just a little bit longer. Okay, send him the message now. I can see Sam in the distance. It's gonna be all right. I won't let him lose him. Because Gandalf trusted Sam just as much as Aragorn does. Do you think Gandalf ever told Aragorn about Sam? Ever talked? Like, they had a conversation that's like, Sam's important. Yeah. Um. I can imagine I can imagine Gandalf at least telling Aragorn how Sam wound up on this journey. <laughs> well, I mean, because they have, they have those, those trips, like, in the 18-year span between... Frodo's birthday party and when this story starts in the book Gandalf and Aragorn are off like hunting Gollum together so yeah but I don't know if Gandalf would have been talking about Sam during those trips I don't but I think like after the fellowship got together uh, Gandalf might have said it's like I made Sam promise to take care of Frodo and you can see how Sam is so (laughs) I think that like Aragorn comes to respect Sam because of Sam, like um, I think he respects him from that first moment yeah, he says anything he to says, him. Because he yeah. says you have a stout heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After you know he <laughs> barrels up the stairs and like <laughs> threatens a man twice his size. <laughs> it's like you like go with my friend. With his bare hands. <laughs> right, like Mary and Pippin are like holding things, and mm-hmm. Sam's just like, yeah, come and on. Sam doesn't have anything. Come on. Old fashioned fisticuffs. Let's go. <laughs> Sam has very little fear. In, in this movie. <laughs> and I yeah. think that, like, again, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but Sam, like, that respect is mutual. Mm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, I Sam mean... always always relies on Aragorn. Like, if he's going to call out for help from someone, it's it's Strider. Yeah. Because yes. he never calls him Aragorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, so you know, I think he does it at least once in Moria, and then um, he does it on Weathertop, doesn't he? Yeah. No, I think he shot Strider on oh, the top. And he does, yeah, he does. Um, but he says uh, he calls for Strider when the when the Watcher attacks him outside of Moria too. Mm-hmm. So like, and he it's usually because Frodo's in danger, but he'll yeah. call Aragorn for help. He's like, I can't handle this one. <laughs> <laughs> I need backup. I was Strider. only able to cut one tentacle halfway off. <laughs> But I think I, I bet there's a supercut of Sam just yelling Strider. <laughs> um, just all the all the different all the times he said Strider, <laughs> all the times he said, but like all the times he was like trying to shout on set, but he just said it in like his American in, in like the American <laughs> accent or whatever. Strider <laughs> <laughs> instead of Strider. Strider. 
it's so, it's so good vague british but just if you listen to him he's there's an oi in the middle of the way he says it <laughs> yeah stroider <laughs> i'm i'm out of notes me too <laughs> yeah good minute good minute this whole week is just the best minutes we got so lucky <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you guys uh, are joining us this week. Yeah, um, we are too. <laughs> and so we are from the website DuelingGenre.com. Check us out there as well as all the other um, podcasts. We are growing slowly but surely, uh, taking over like a, the, the it's podcast a garden. first. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you guys have the most um, movies by minutes of any network. I think so. That sounds probable. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know of any network besides Dueling Genre that kind of, like, makes a point of picking up movies by minutes. Yeah. But that's kind of, like, our thing now, I guess. So check us out there, um, as well as our Patreon, which you can access from DuelingGenre.com slash support. Uh, Where can our listeners find you guys? Uh, Search for the Disney Animation Minute Essentials podcast in in the podcast of your choosing. Um, But you can also find us online at Facebook. You can go to the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society or the Damsels, as we (laughs) like to call it. Uh, That's our Facebook group where where you'll get the best news about. um, I mean, we're done with our first movie, which was Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. And then we're going to jump to the Disney Renaissance for Little Mermaid next. And that'll be coming out sometime towards the end of this year. It is so hard for me to say the word dwarfs. Instead of dwarfs. <laughs> Instead of dwarfs. Instead of dwarfs. <laughs> I, I think I messed up a few times in our hours of content. I, I think we got it. We got pretty. We were careful about it. Yeah. I, th- I think I just have to think about it real hard <laughs> every time. I just see Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the, the poster in my head like as i say and then you read it and it. then i and then i read it <laughs> that works there you go because <laughs> it's it's spelled the way that it it is in in yeah. the disney movie yep <laughs> so and special thanks to our patreon associate producers leaper 182 and ed foster i hope everyone has a great day bye